As of 2021, more than 200,000 people are serving life in prison in the U.S., most of them men, for horrendous, unforgivable crimes. Someone who I once considered a good friend will spend the rest of his life in prison with them. 71 years, to be exact. I've been interested in true crime since I was a teenager, but I never suspected that someone I knew was the worst kind of monster. I'm Allison St. Ange. Let me introduce you to the stranger I never knew. So here's how I'll tell you about my experiences. I'm going to omit important details that would identify who he really is. I keep thinking about his family and I want to protect their privacy. I actually hadn't seen him in about two to three years when he was arraigned in 2020. At one point we were close friends though. So I really feel for his close friends at the time and his family. I don't want them to experience any further harassment. I know that when it all first came out, they did experience some very hefty harassment on social media. And that's not fair to them. They're not deserving of that. They're good people. And I can't imagine their devastation with this. So with respect to his family, I'm going to change his name when I talk about him. I will refer to him as Ryan going forward. I wanted to start by talking about why I'm doing this podcast. I've been pretty devastated since the fall of 2020, which is when I found out about Ryan's crimes. I've felt as if I'm grieving someone who passed away, someone who's not here anymore. I'm feeling like I never knew this person that was supposedly a good friend. It seems like he hid the true version of himself from not just me, but from everyone. Not only is he a criminal, but he's actually the worst kind of monster that there is. The thing is, I think about him every day or every other day, even if it's just for a second. A song will come on that we'd sing along to, a show or a movie is on that reminds me of him that we used to watch. Sometimes I'm dealing with people or experiences from the past, you know, mutual friends of ours. And I realize the mundane things that I do, he will never do again. You know, if I'm just cooking dinner for my husband and I, I realize that he won't have another home-cooked meal in his entire life, the rest of his life. I actually considered writing to him in prison because I felt a lot of sadness and anger, and I had a lot of questions. Was he always this way? Was he hiding himself from everyone purposely? And then I realized that anything he could say, if he were to write back, would not make me feel better. It would probably make me feel worse, most likely. And writing to him was not the answer I needed or wanted. Plus, he's not the friend that I knew. He's a totally different person. 
then I was thinking there must be other people who feel like I feel. If there are 200,000 people, there must be friends and family of those people. Other people must feel the way that I do. You know, we're coming to grips with past memories. You can be feeling like the friendship you knew or how you knew that person was all some sort of elaborate lie. And sometimes the darkness consumes you because once you unravel the secrets of who they really were, you can't go back and unknow that information. So it's just kind of left with you. Let's start from the beginning of the story. I wanted to talk about how I met Ryan and what my friendship with him was like. I was either a senior in high school or a freshman in college. I don't remember which one. What's sort of weird is I was introduced to him and we had to work together a few times or were around each other a couple of times. And then all of a sudden we were just friends. I can't pinpoint the moment that we became friends. So Ryan was a year younger than me, so a grade younger than me. We worked at the same store. It was both kind of our first job, our first serious job rather. My sister had worked there before. She had been the one to get me the job and his brother had worked there, wasn't working there any longer, but did get him the job. I had actually worked with his brother a few shifts before in the past, so I knew both of them. He was really the total opposite of his brother in looks and personality. His brother was cool, dare I say he was popular. He was hilarious. You couldn't tell if he was kidding when you were talking to him, you just kind of believed everything he was saying. His brother was average height and build. He was generally considered to be good looking by most women. I wonder if Ryan had a hard time with that. You know, Ryan did have a lot of friends, but he wasn't of a popular status. He looked a lot different. He was very thin. He was very tall. He had a high voice for a guy. On Friday and Saturday nights, we would work shifts together a lot. He loved energy drinks. He used to get them from the pharmacy next door. He would get the Mountain Dew Red, Sprite Remix, those kinds of limited edition type sodas, always drinking those. He had a good sense of humor. He was always laughing and smiling. He was a normal, I put that in quotes, 16 or 17 year old guy when I met him. He'd talk about going to Coldplay concerts all the time. He enjoyed music, the pop punk kind of music, all American rejects, things like that. In school, I know because we did our homework at the store at work, he was very smart, very science minded. He did great in biology and all those topics in school. There was always something that everyone would always ask me about Ryan. Sometimes it was when someone would be hanging out with us several times in a row, and then they would inevitably ask, 
Sometimes it was within the first half hour of someone being introduced to us. They would sort of pull me aside. I'm not sure if his other friends got this as well. I would always, always be asked, is Ryan gay? They'd pull me aside. They'd always ask me that. I'm not sure if what made them assume that was his higher voice. I'd always tell them that he wasn't, as far as I knew. He had never told me that. He led me to believe he told me that he liked women. He'd always be talking about Anna Ferris, the actress, or Haley Williams. She's the lead singer of Paramore, the band. He'd talk about how they were his crushes, how they were hot, they were cute, they were beautiful. Later on, he did have a couple of girlfriends, but that kind of came much later than high school and college. But knowing what I know now about Ryan, about his crimes, I wonder sometimes if maybe he was gay. Maybe that was something that he was working very hard to suppress. Maybe that was something that didn't contribute to who he became, but was something that he struggled with. I don't know that I'll ever know. For the next episode, I'll share some memories of Ryan in college and one occasion where we took a weekend trip together. Since I'm brand new to this, please leave a review of this podcast. And if you have any experiences of your own to share, or if you can relate to what I've shared today, feel free to email the stranger I never knew podcast at gmail.com. Let's help each other. I know it's helping me to share all of this with you to move past it. Take care.